My name is Keith Blomberg. I'm Paul Walter Hauser. And you're listening to episode 17 of Hot Tag with Keith Hot and Paul. Hot Tag with Keith and Paul. Today is Friday, July 7th, which means that you're listening to it on a day after this because we are going straight from recording to our favorite wrestling indie show. Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Or also known as PPWWG. We're nerding out. So we are sitting in my room. We just had Chipotle. Paul is dressed to the nines like Owens. Kevin Owens. I'm rocking some Kevin Owens and some Chance the Rap. Uh, gear for the show tonight. I um, I like your classic Joey Ryan Youngbuck shirt. Very cool. Thanks. Very, very classic Keith. Oh, thank you. And uh, you just interviewed Joey Ryan for your show, or can we not talk about that? We can, we can talk film? about that. Yeah, you uh, you are making this documentary of which we'll keep most of it under wraps, but it does have to do with wrestling. Yes. And you have locked in some amazing interviews, uh, including Joey Ryan. Yeah, big, big Joe, Joe, Rai, Rai. I don't know why I'm saying every word twice. No, he, he was great. He let us come uh, to a show, Bar Wrestling, that he was hosting on July 4th. Um, kind of get there before everybody else do an interview with we him. Yeah, to watch him set up the ring. And then, you know, watch them set up the ring and do a show and get to film it from kind of in the back, but get some footage that we uh, desperately great. needed. And it was actually a pretty damn good show. I mean, listen, it was... 20 bucks. The... Uh, and that twenty bucks, talk bang for the buck. Yeah, and that twenty bucks also comes with a T-shirt as well. That said, get drunk, watch wrestling, uh, which is great. I um, I really enjoyed the show. I was very happy that you uh, kind of smartened me up to it, and I got to spend Fourth of July with you and and Aww. and uh, Jesse. It was super cool. Um, I didn't think I, you know I thought it would be a good show, but I didn't think it was going to be that good. There were some great spots. There was some great humor. Uh, we got to see the ROH. World Heavyweight Champion Cody Rhodes. Uh, that was wild. Got yeah, to talk with him. And I got to talk to him. And we also uh, saw... Uh, tell me about uh, your favorite uh, part of the show, which oh I'm guessing gosh. is going to be the main event, which was Willie I, Mack and John Morrison versus two Cubans. And that's kind of how it was set up. I'm not being racist. That's like, no, no. It was like a freedom, you know, related thing where, you know, they were tongue in cheek representing America versus like enemies, uh, which they squashed at the end and said, you know, Cuba's not our enemy. But, but listen, it was, it was a great match. But then midway through the match, you hear people chanting and they're like, find the drugs, find the drugs, find the, and you know, I got a laugh out of it. Silly, you know, laugh. And then at one point, Morrison, uh, Johnny Mundo pulls out a bag of coke he finds on one of the wrestlers and they go through a chase throughout the crowd and that alone was just kind of nutty and funny yeah. but then the, apparently the bag breaks the fake cocaine bag breaks and it bursts in the face of Knox the no, referee no 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 that's not what happened uh, the bad guys poured the coke out into his hand and was going to throw it in John Morrison's uh, face oh. John Morrison ducked out of the way and it hit Knox uh, the, the ref right in the face Knox goes down, and in about two seconds, comes up looking 
it, it just manic, quick, manic. Acting he just like super he's kicks on, the hell out of acting everybody. like he's coked up. He super kicks all the place, and then he leaves the ring. No, no, no. He how did he leave the ring? Uh, over oh, over uh, the he top. Suicide rope. dived over the over the top rope of the ring to get out. Went to the bar. Cleared out all the drinks. And when I say cleared out all the drinks, I mean, like, people had things they had paid for. And then he just knocked over. Oh, that he just knocked over. And somewhere along the way, he ends up, like, busting his face open. So the the referee is I mean, he could have bladed for all we knew. It was chaos. But, like, this guy is just covered in blood and booze. And he's basically a participant in the match by the end of it. I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, can we talk about the thing that uh, we both didn't know about? That we were just hanging out, like, in the room while they were building everything. And as all the wrestlers came in, uh, I didn't know. I mean, it's uh, smart that it's done this way. But everybody comes up to everybody and just introduces themselves. Yeah. What, what Keith's referring to is really interesting because I think I knew of some of the conduct of, like, you know, some, some wrestlers, they wear a suit uh, and they show up to taping whether they – whether they're going to get used or not, they stay for the whole thing and they make a, you know, there are all these things, but the one thing that is done in the indies and I know for a fact in the, the pro leagues and the WWEs and stuff uh, is everybody shakes everybody's hand. And I'm talking like I'm a nobody sitting off to the side. Yeah, like they the don't bar. know what you do. They have no idea what I do, but just in, in case they're shaking everybody's hand, saying hello, introducing themselves. And it was, it was this really kind of cool vibe. It made me wish I worked in wrestling, kind of. That's an absolutely sweet story. So, to speed up, we're in my room. It's July 7th, which means we are two days away from WWE. Great Goodness gracious. Keith, before we get into this, do you mind if I uh, do a brief segue regarding the news we found out in the car on the way back from Chipotle? Absolutely. Austin Aries, uh, I, I got a text from my buddy Steve Hamling. He, he said, Austin Aries, question mark, exclamation point. So I look it up. He's been released by the WWE. It sounds like it might have been mutual. And he said, things are happening in my life right now, and I think I need to step away. It was very vague. It didn't have to do with health necessarily. Well, maybe he's, he's having a kid or something. I don't know what it is, but no, if he was having a kid, I think they'd like write him out of the show. This looked like release release from the, from the company. So... I want your take because I don't know how big of a fan you are of him, but he was probably in my top 10 of like guys on the roster. Yeah. I mean, he was just for, I mean, we were saying that's on the drive back just a few minutes ago that, you know, when he was just doing commentary I, every week, I'd be like, see like, you know, like Akira Tozawa versus like Brian Kendrick. And they do like a five minute match and that's all great and everything. But I'm like, okay, so, so Austin Aries flew they flew him out for that sitting there every week building building for months to when you think that like all right they put him there because he is going to be the main competition for neville and then they just bury him with neville in three to four matches now to neville's point he deserves everything that he has right now could not agree more uh and he should be winning everything and should be the face of some sort of uh, of some part of the WWE brand, um, especially like he's like he came in as a super hot baby face, and they kind of mid carded him pretty quick. And, yeah, and then when he came back with this uh, heel role, I mean, he's just 
I don't think anybody goes home ever, like from any show and being like, you know, everything was great except for that, like, except for that one guy, Neville. I think Neville brings a lot as much. I think he's a better heel in the way of what he does than Sheamus ever was like a year and a half ago doing what he was doing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that I think that Austin Aries came up you know, in the indies and TNA and stuff. And he was fighting bigger guys like Cole Cabana and Kurt Angle and stuff. So like seeing him have to fight only cruiserweights already didn't make a ton of sense. Um, I loved him on commentary. I thought he was terrific. And I was like, well, if he's just, you know, healing up, this is a great way to use him while he's healing up. But uh, I mean, a three month program where he does keep getting buried by Neville and putting Neville over, it's like, what the hell are you doing with him? Like, no, no. So it was a waste of him. He should have at least got one win in there, or they should have moved him to the main roster where he could be fighting with everybody else. Would, so, but, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to see a match between Sami Zayn and Austin Aries for like the IC title? Yes, Doesn't absolutely. Doesn't that make perfect sense? It makes absolute sense, but it's not going to happen because uh, The Miz is worth too much money right now. And I think that the Miz well is still said. doing a good job, but we I think we all agree Sami Zayn needs something, especially I think in the next like six months to really solidify him as as big of a main eventer as Kevin Owens is, and he is. Agreed. Um, and so, I would I would like to see the Miz move up to the big boys, and like it, Miz Miz should be fighting a Finn Balor or someone akin to that. I think they try that every like six months, but then they realize that they need somebody like Miz to be. You know, he's in probably, the IC title run. Yeah, because he's just he's gonna be on all the house shows. He's like he, I mean, he's doing a little feud right now where Maurice is mad at him for like beating up grandfather clocks or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Something ridiculous. Something ridiculous like that. But uh, staying on the SmackDown side, so uh, Carmella and uh, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth has been uh, suspended. uh, Without pay. (laughs) Without pay. Fine $10,000 and barred from the ring uh, for... For the night, uh, because he helped uh, Carmelo win for the second time. Which I love. The Money in the Bank briefcase, which I was slightly hoping in my mind the first time that Brian, that Daniel Bryan would come to the ring and he's like, well, technically the person that grabs the briefcase has is it. If James Ellsworth was Miss Money in the Bank the and women, he yeah. could cash in on any women's match, that would be funny, but it's also like we've been building the women up to be eagles of men and that would be a right, very it's pretty disrespectful thing. it'd be kind of going back in time for that so on the smackdown by the side, way daniel bryan looks like he actually wants to beat the piss out of ellsworth they're cool in real life but like when ellsworth is like yeah you and your stupid kid and you can't wrestle it's like daniel bryan wants to kill this guy when yeah. he talks and, about uh, on the smackdown side gender is still uh the oh, champion gosh. john cena came back this week uh did the speech I've seen him do a thousand times where he says, everybody calls me a part-timer, but I'm an all-timer. And then I want to be like, well, do you realize that for like three months you were gone doing other things? And do you know the definition of what part-timing something is? Because you were a full-timer for a long time. But at this point, 
the high like they were showing these commercials of like John Cena coming back. Not one of the clips was of him fucking wrestling. It was him like getting slimed, like ho- hosting the SBs, like like it was everything uh, like d- like doing Good Morning America. Like it, it it showed everything but him wrestling. So also the New Day are uh, um, doing their thing over there. Dude, the rap battle killed me. I was uh, like when when they called out Xavier Woods for the sex tape, it was probably the most attitude era thing to happen it in was. a while. That was crazy. That was that was pretty And I didn't even know that Wale was gonna be a part of it till like ten minutes before I saw it. Me neither. It and, he, like, and he did great. He actually he, yeah, he knows yeah. how to handle himself in the ring on like the freaking uh, the, the ball, ball family, family that dropped the N word twice on national television. When their dad just like uh, he looked like he was on angel dust at one point. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> so let's get back in to... Goodness gracious, great balls, balls of fire. mediocrity. Oh, I'm ready to go. Oh, oh, oh. oh Neville yeah, versus yeah. Akira Tozawa. 205 Live, where are you at? Where are you at? All right, so this is probably going to be a pre-show match. and Because uh, that's how much uh, I love that division. Uh, Akira Tozawa is part of the Titus brand, so you know Titus will be there... Uh, but I'm I loving the Titus brand. <laughs> it's the best thing that he's done since the primetime players. Um, best thing that he's done since uh, almost have Vince McMahon punch him in the face during Daniel Bryan's farewell. Oh, I remember that so well. He he got oh that was who, bad. who do you got Neville versus Owl? I got Neville because I don't see them putting an end to this reign like quickly. No, nah, feel- he's like Asuka. He's like just yeah. on top forever. Just gonna be on top forever, and it's because of his fucking like. Akira Tozawa is a great wrestler. Uh, Neville still does things that just like, blows my mind. Like he's, he's, he's so insane. insanely athletic and aerobic, so strong, so agile, and he and he is like he has improved significantly when it comes to mic work and, and character work. Getting into the next match that will probably be on the pre-show. No, this is too big a storyline. Are you kidding me? <sighs> there is no way in hell Enzo and Cass are on the pre-show. Okay, so Enzo and Cass, uh, Cass goes over and I think will be less than three minutes. I mean, I think I think Cass goes over, but I think you think like Big I think Show. I might something? draw the match out because if you put Cass over with the win, you have to put Enzo over by letting him kick out of a couple things. Well, what if so Big, they might do a couple false finishes? What if Big Show comes to Enzo's A during the match and they built a Cass versus Big Show at SummerSlam? Oh, I'd be in, I'd be in favor of that. That would be really cool, right? Because yeah. they've already been doing a thing with like Cass doesn't like the Big Show or always thinks that he's trying to right. And Big Show is in such good shape, and he's such a veteran that like he's to been... not use him is annoying. I mean, he he, he he did help the ring explode a couple months ago that put Braun over. Is this updated? Because you know what I'm not seeing on here, what? which would be on the pre-show, Gold Dust versus Our Truth, and that's Raw. Is that on this show? I don't know if it is, but from based on what or we they saw, just squashed that after doing four weeks. I mean, of I c- c- can't even explain what we saw at Raw, where it was like Goldust with like the gold cameraman, and there was it wasn't even really a match. I mean, like, I I love those guys, especially Goldust, but uh, yeah, we don't know what's going on with them to to be determined. So Cass goes over. I don't see a situation that he doesn't, or Enzo wins by somebody interfering on his behalf. Either way, oh, wow. Cass needs his uh, no, his own fucking music, and it will be wearing something other than a plain black T-shirt. <laughs> I, I don't think you've. I don't think you can show me 
many wrestlers outside of their gear that appear on television not wearing their t-shirt yeah he needs that gear they haven't um, written his future yet and uh we got roman reigns versus Braun Strowman. so far we got two heel wins well roman reigns versus Braun Strowman in an ambulance match is going to be really big i <laughs> see i'm so mad at this because like i know they're going to put reigns over because uh brock's probably gonna retain over joe and go on to face reigns at SummerSlam. And I mean, mm. that makes sense and everything, but it's like, you know, I've seen that. I've seen that before. It's nothing new to me. Braun is a monster that, I mean, the pop that he gets is equal to, I mean, uh, like a Kevin Owens or somebody. Right. And uh, he, the, just the fact that I don't think he's had, he's never really been up for a title, never had like a super major win. Uh, but is still this mo- like this unstoppable monster. So I'm Freaking I'd monster. be more excited if I'd be more excited to be building to Braun versus Lesnar, and that will happen at a future date. I wish that it was sooner, but I was also pretty glad to see that Braun Strowman came back from a shattered elbow in the quickest time I think anybody's ever done that. Yeah, you they never- said it was gonna be six months. He was gone for like I think four weeks. Well, he hasn't had real matches, though, either. He's just beating the shit out of other people. So yeah, just throwing them into it's ambulances. It's easy to, uh, to hide an injury when you're the aggressor. Um, so I think Roman goes over, but, uh, I mean, Braun uh, still. And this is going to be a match that when still Roman's he, yard. Oh, God damn it. Um, can we just move on? Uh, sure. I'm actually excited about this next one. Cesaro and Sheamus. Versus the Hardy Boys in a 30-minute Iron Man Tag First Team of its Championship. Kind? First of its First kind. Um, Hardy Boys. Um, Not the mystery solvers. These are the guys that jump off ladders. This is the Team Extreme. Act weird. Uh, doing doing the juke on the way to the ring. You know what? I Can I say something about these? this feud in general? When I was presented with this a couple months ago, well, we both were at the same time with uh, WrestleMania. That was the first time they butted heads. I looked at it like, eh, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Hardy should just have the titles. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the cage match. Yes. Then they had these matches on Raw, which are maybe the only great matches Raw has had lately, to be completely honest, because the Raw matches have been really, really rough. Um, non-existent. So I would say this might end up stealing the show because everybody in this match cares about it. The Hardys are chasing the title. This might be their win unless they win at SummerSlam. I think they might break up at SummerSlam. I have a theory that they break up at SummerSlam and both end up doing solo gigs and and do that till WrestleMania. But uh, but the, I don't know. Uh, if if their shattered universe hopefully comes over before then. I don't so. know how WWE hasn't just bought the rights. They have so much money like, hey, here's here's five hundred grand. Just give us our Guys, thing. believe me, I'm, I'm sure this is a conversation being had by people with the company every day. So, who do you uh, got? I mean, Hardy Boys going over just to keep things exciting. I love Cesaro and Sheamus, but the uh, I don't think anybody's bought a t shirt that says we don't set the bar, we are the bar. So, <laughs> I, 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 it's not like if they lose, they're losing merch money. And Cesaro's tape, the way it was coming off his shoulder this past week, I'm like. It's been a couple of years. Take the fucking tape off. It's like the Nelly of wrestling where you're just like, oh, like 
he has a bandaid on his face forever. That totally makes sense. Right. I, I think it's the same tape from when it started. That's why it's coming off finally. Yeah, it's fine. The whole time. finally coming off. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I want the Hardy Boys to win to keep it interesting, but uh, but I think I think I'm gonna go Sheamus and Cesaro on Ooh. this, just to be different. Dude, do 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 Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, and uh, da 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 Sheamus and Cesaro. They were so, chanting that like crazy the night after. So uh, then we get into Seth Russell Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, which should be the main event of the pre-show. Uh, we have both <laughs> expressed that uh, this match doesn't uh, excite uh, any part of us. We like Bray. We like Seth. They're both not looking very cool right now, and something needs to be done. Yeah, I think um, I think Bray Wyatt might go over here just just so that um, be pretty big. He can ramp up to a, a real feud. I think Rollins is gonna get in a different feud at some point soon. Like, by the way, is Finn Balor even on this card? No, he's not. How? How are we not using Finn Balor at a? At what point are we gonna see the Demon King? Because everybody else is like, I've seen this guy do his entrance that takes five minutes every week, and I don't understand why. Him and Shinsuke both. They're, I'm over both entrances, and I love those guys. Oh yeah, fuck, fuck that entrance. I'm over it too. <laughs> So I think I want Bray, I want Bray going over. Uh, I don't know how much because they Seth is the, now the face of a, a video game. So I don't know how much you can uh, shit on him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, two K eighteen. Be like no one. I love how they promote it in July. Next year, um, six months early. Let's blaze through this because we have to leave pretty soon, and I want to watch the first look. I'm going to say Bray uh, just to be different. Um, Alexa Bliss or Sasha Banks? I love Alexa Bliss. I'm going to go Alexa Bliss. I'm going Alexa Bliss too. Sasha Banks has held the title like three times in the last eight months. So correct. Let's let somebody else uh, breathe with it. Miz versus Dean Ambrose. We've both seen it too many times, but Miz, I still Miz. I love both guys. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm gonna go Dean Ambrose because I do. I think Miz has gotta graduate, but we'll see. You, your theory earlier made a lot of sense. And so. just whenever we put a title on Dean Ambrose, it's not like it doesn't add anything. And I, it's not a detriment to get him, but it is a thing when like he was the world champion. We all kind of got to this point where like this isn't working. Like it is kind of a demerit on him. Yeah, so but, it is like so it is like a kind of weird thing where now this feud's been going on so long. But honestly, like he really is the Roddy Piper in a lot of ways. Where like Piper was never associated with a ton of championships. He was just a personality, exactly. who had a f- couple of really good feuds. Whenever somebody watches wrestling for the first time, like John Dore did uh, two episodes ago, like his favorite wrestler was Dean Ambrose because upon seeing him, it's the it's the most accessible. You like understand the gimmick, you see the carnival aspect, which you like understand like the yeah. swagger and stuff. But then once you become accustomed to him, you're like, I've seen that. This is like watching like myself play a video play, game yeah. when I just am learning it, and. Uh, uh, even Austin, it was a year ago, but Austin called him out on the podcast and said, you're kind of getting lazy. I mean, I still want to see, the only way I want to still see this kind of move forward would be if Renee Young did a program where it's Dean and Renee versus Miz and Maurice. That's the only way I'm still that interested in this That would be awesome, but I don't see them taking Renee off of uh, commentary. Uh, I think She's... you could do both, though. I think she could double yeah. duty. But, but I'll say this. I think what you said about Austin... It could be said for a couple of people. Oh, on this. Like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. There's a couple of guys who like 
they had great moments, but now it's like, how are you going to take this another 10 years? Yeah, completely separate thing on SmackDown. I'm in love with Lana's theme music. I think it's so fucking good with like, it's got like that horn. I, I got to play it for you. I can't picture it. It's so good. She has really good theme music. So, so, so getting back, I see Miz going over because he is, he's, there's nobody that can come out and cut promos as consistently as consistently and as entertaining as he does. And I'm like, Ambrose does funny stuff, but if you put Ambrose out there and he had to do like Ambrose Asylum every week, like it like the Miz helps bridge the gap in some ways right. from the mainstream audience to the wrestling audience. In whatever way that he's done that through appearing on stuff or being from the real world or just like being the character that he is. I mean, he's just refined the character where the Miz character is now this larger than life pompous guy with a beautiful freaking hot wife. And he'll say real stuff that, that gets under people's skin. He talked to Dolph Ziggler in the worst way when they had their feud six months ago or whatever it was, he was like, Hey, you basically have been buried and your best days were when you were a college wrestler. Like, Holy cow. Yeah. Jesus. That's messed up. And then, and then all the, all the vignettes he did with Maurice leading up to WrestleMania where they spoofed total Bellas. That oh, was the, genius. dude. It was genius stuff. It was comedy genius. That was, that was really good. So now we're getting into our main event and I've been excited for this match for three and a half years. Uh, Brock, since Joe was like, I think it was during like the Dusty Road, the first Dusty Rhodes tag team thing when he was teaming with Finn that I really got into him and I was like, oh, they're grooming him for Brock. And that's what I thought with Kevin too. And Kevin's coming at a different time. It's just not now, but Brock has needed somebody like this for competition for a while now. He's been kind of just, you know, going through people and then facing Goldberg, which... He's gone, and thank yeah. the fucking Lord. I mean, I hope I hope this match is awesome, and I think it could be. It'll all be it'll all be as you would say, predicated on whether or not Brock Lesnar actually wants to have a match with Samoa Joe. Because Dean Ambrose does. said it best. Dean was like, "I pitched him a bunch of stuff for a WrestleMania match, and he didn't want to do anything, and he just put the ground." That, that makes sense to me more than Joe because I could see Brock being like, "Hey, this guy." Nobody can even picture that he'd be a viable threat to me. Right, but it was a hardcore match, not a regular match. But it was still just like, he's like, I'm a monster and he's a tiny right. guy. I mean, I get the big Joe, guy mentality, but jo- like, and Paul, Batista put and over Paul's been putting Joe over every week in his speeches. Everybody thinks that Paul is like super on Brock's side. He always puts a good rub on the competitor to make it seem like it's a legitimate feud. Because he knows psychology. He He's knows psychology and he also knows how to like book actual fucking wrestling. I'm gonna say so. I'm gonna say Lesnar wins, right? I'm gonna say Lesnar wins. He it's his first defense after Mania. Um if this went to Joe and it built to Joe and Reigns at SummerSlam, that'd be cool. But Lesnar need it's uh, like You need the build. You need the build yeah. and I mean if Joe won, and then it was Joe versus Reigns, and we could do Braun versus Lesnar for no title, that would be really cool. But I still see Brock going over, but I see this going as a longer feud than just Great Balls of Fire. Here's what here's what I here's what I see. I see I see Lesnar losing at SummerSlam. 
I and then it. I see him going away September, October, November, and I see him coming back for Royal Rumble season. And it's like it'll be a big thing where it's like Brock Lesnar is the tenth enter entry in the well, Royal Rumble. That's what they did this past year, where he was like the first, uh, or they were like it's the first year in a long time that he was in a Royal Rumble because he was trying to get to Goldberg. I think they'll keep doing that, but but he's gonna take a break. He has his money. He's not off. Gonna take a he's break. Not even he's a been. Part-timer. He's been on a break. But it's this- it's Brock though. Yeah, but it's a thing where I love Brock, title but and he uh, you can't have up. the face, the champion of your company, not on television. That's why I think he's going to lose it on at SummerSlam. So, so we'll see. Terrain. Anyway, which... weigh in if uh, if you feel like weighing in, let yeah. us know what you think. And hey, yeah, yeah, got. find us online. We're on Instagram at Hot Tag Pod H O T T A G P O D on Twitter at Keith and Paul K E I T H A N D P A U L. Paul uh, Kingdom is currently on television on the DirecTV network, and it's uh, I think it's leading up to the last three episodes of the season. Yeah, my uh, murdered somebody, and uh, it's been confirmed by another character that your life is over. My uh, real quick, my one of my last my last episode is coming up in a week or so, and then um, the second week in July, I believe next week. I will be on a Midsummer's Nightmare opposite Dominic Monaghan on Lifetime. I don't oh, know which night, yeah. but please check your local listings. That will be on Lifetime next week, I believe. Yeah, and check out uh, Rory Scovel does stand up oh for the first gosh. time on Netflix, which is a special I got to produce that ended up turning out so really, good. really well. And uh, who just named it one of the best like uh, stand up specials right now? Oh, I, I, it, I, I it was some company but not it, it, it's not like it was like Forbes it was like split Sider or something cool Ooh, I yeah. think I think it might have been split anyway Sider. I loved it so definitely watch Rory's special and uh, and keep an eye out for Kingdom hopefully it'll be on a uh, like Netflix in the coming year or two yeah and hopefully you guys see something of this doc that I've been shooting um, oh my gosh it's going to be amazing I can't wait till when people actually get to see some stuff um, we're in the preliminary stages of having anything to show but uh, I'm feeling good about it, and I, uh, if you guys want to support it or anything, you know, uh, give me a shout out. Tell me that uh, the project is a good idea, so I don't yeah. kill myself. Which already. one of you freaking wrestling fans has a rich parent who can throw 50k on a dock? Come on, hit up Keith. Come on, come on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I am Paul Walter Hauser, and my name is Brady Bromberg, and you're listening to Hot Tag with, with Keith, Keith and Paul. Get ready for body slams, uh oh it's an elbow I'm jumping from the ropes right onto your skull cause